If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So cool, right? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the Hello CS Dorsey podcast, episode number one. I am so happy to have Dr. Diana Ringavis on this week's episode. She is an animal whisperer, an ethics professor turned writer and philanthropist, an award-winning teacher and business professional. She uses her powers for good. The zest she has for teaching and helping others is so high that she has published several books. She is the author of the Rosie Posey Children Value Series, which 100% of the author's royalty benefits haphavenrescue.org. Also, Santa Rosa Junior College Foundation benefits from 100% of her royalties for the author's growth, educational books, Escape into Excellence, and Embrace Your Excellence. We are going to dive right in, so please join me in welcoming Dr. Diana Rangabis. Okay, Diana, thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. I'm so happy to have you on our blog and um thank you so much for being here so could you tell everyone um, a little bit about yourself who you are and what you do well um i'm dr diana rangavis i have had several careers the first one was as a clinical pharmacist i went to pharmacy school at ucsf then mapping over that i became a tenured professor at um, a local college here teaching um Lots of different science-based courses, uh, ethics courses, writing courses, where my students had to um, learn uh, correct ways to write and, and communicate. And then I wrote a children's book. After 15 years of doing that, it was time to segue out of that. And I started my own content writing company. It's me. So I'm a solo entrepreneur or solopreneur, whatever the new word is. And then I, I write for people. I create content. And I wrote a children's book because I feel that we need something almost every half generation in order to teach our young people in their language. So this is a... The Adventures of Rosie Posey, and it teaches them ethics and thinking, and the first one is called Friendship. Awesome. So you're, you're best known for the Adventures of Rosie Posey. What was it like writing the book and putting the pieces together? The pieces just kind of came together as a download. It, it was almost um, like a background music playing in my ears and in my brain. And so when I went to write it, it was like energy coming down from my, in, through my head to my fingers to the keyboard. And I had the ideas 
floating around. I had pieces of paper where I wrote different ideas on. And then I just, it's a puzzle piece. You know, they say writers are organizers and assembly. And we take these different ideas and assemble them. We wordsmith to find the correct word. We self-edit. And then we send it off to a publisher and then they do their layer. So that it, it's fun. It's creative. It's an outlet. We all have to have something. You have your your business and your podcast, which is a wonderful outlet because you allow others to come into your space to be creative. Yes. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely fun. I enjoy it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so is the book traditional published or is it self published? And, um, if it was self published, what was that process like for you? Okay, so here's a story for all you would-be writers out there, the ones that haven't gotten around to it yet, but you do have something rolling around in your belly. This is a very um, renegade industry. Um, it's like the Wild West, and just go into it with patience. Do your work, just do the best you can, and see what happens. And I will tell you, I wrote the book. I did a query letter. I sent it out to publishers. It was traditionally published. A publisher liked the idea. They love the idea of the 12-part the series because I have the other stories all in a series ready to go. If you're at all curious, visit rosyposy.club. Everything is on rosyposy.club's website. So it was traditionally published, vetted through the publisher. They sent it to a um Editing, uh, you know, you do your own editing as a writer, but it needs to have several eyes looking at it to be safe. As I, you know, I say to people, we shoot, we shoot for um, perfection and we hit excellence. Mm -hmm. So there will be little errors and, and you have to go with the flow. But you just, if you're, if you're good in, if your intent is good, it will be fine. So it was published. Uh, she sent it to a um, her illustrator. Her illustrator did a beautiful job with the characters and introducing, and they put the content with the matching um, pictures, just so other writers know kind of the process that I went through. Then it came back to me as a proof, caught a few things myself, sent it back, and then the publisher sent it out to be published. And... It was published. It went on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and lots of different places worldwide and did relatively fine until, hold your breath now, the publisher filed for bankruptcy. No. Oh. Yes. Okay, guys. So, okay, writers out there, stuff happens. I, I was not the only writer who had a book with her. You sign a contract. And the contract uh, was, you, you read your contract, you get a hit whether it's appropriate or not. Mm -hmm. So the publisher went belly up. Mm -hmm. She sent me the file. So I now owned the file. I have, she sent me an email with everything, apologized, asked not to publish negative things about this experience, which I didn't. I honored it. I felt she sent me everything. She was at least trying to be um, with a clean intent. So I had everything. So now I had to wait. Okay, people, you have to wait and be patient. The, the book was still available. She 
she still had it on the, the platforms. She ran the contract. So even though she wasn't in communication with me, the contract ran for 18 months. So I waited as long as she waited. That 18th month going into the 19th month, it, it disappeared from Amazon. So now I was clear to reissue it. I hired C.S. Dorsey, Candace Dorsey, you, <laughs> yay, <laughs> to, take, to take that file and do what you needed to do to, to upload it to Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. So it was reissued, and that's where we're at today with The Adventures of Rosie Posey. And um, it's, it's a bumpy, windy journey, and you have to look at everything. You look for the gifts, and I look at all the gifts that have happened, and if it hadn't happened, I never would have met you. There are other people along my little um, Alice in Wonderland journey that I would never have met. The education itself is valuable. As a writer, as a creative, if you are looking to make tons of money, get a movie deal, a TV deal, back up. Mm -hmm. This is not that kind of thing. Right. Do not give up your day job. Right. Do not give up your day job. If you are going to school now to become a journalist and you absolutely love writing, that's different. And you're going to look for a nine-to-five job with benefits and maybe freelance outside, and you'll have lots of projects for your lifetime to, to do and get your creative energies out. But, um, you know, it's a dose of reality that people need to look at, and there are a lot of scams out there. There are a lot of people that promise publishing and want money from you. If red flags start to happen, please pay attention to them. Right. That's right. my journey, and there's my five cents worth. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good because I think the thing of it is, is um, a lot of times when we see these other people online and they're making money off of either a blog or they're making money off, you know, sold thousands of copies and they're making X amount of dollars. They don't mention exactly the, the struggle or the journey that they had to get to to get there. And also, you know, the readership, they probably already had an existing following. So they'll never say the, you know, discuss that journey that took them there. It's just, I made this amount of money, you can do it too. Yeah. And they might be doing this for 10 years. Right. Okay. It's not overnight. And it's a lot of work to build up a following. And yeah. the other piece, everybody, Unless you see their tax return, you don't know. Right. I have seen, I mean, a lot of groups at, in, in, on Facebook, and I see what people are saying they're getting, and I'm going, no. You read it, and you go, that, that's an untruth. You just get a hit when someone's lying, and you have absolutely no idea. Right. If, you Google, if you Google what is the average salary or earnings of a freelance writer, It'll come up in the United States, it'll come up about $10,000. That's mm -hmm. not enough to live on. So Google, do, you, you have the huge encyclopedia. Google it and just do your critical thinking. Because when someone tells me they did this, this, and this, I already have the basis and the foundation to know that you're, not, you're just starting out. You look at their LinkedIn and they might have 300 followers or 300 people. 
you know that's not enough. Right. It's not enough. So, so just do your critical thinking. If something hits you wrong, listen to your intuition. Right. I agree. I agree completely. So <laughs> after writing Rosie Posey and other books that you've written or have in the works, mm-hmm. have you ever mm-hmm. fallen into writer's block? Um, if so, what did you do to overcome that problem? Okay, so my first book was Escape into Excellence. It teaches, it's a workbook. It teaches a foundation for critical thinking. Um, that's available. It's, easy, it's cost, more cost effective on Cognella.com. The second book was Embrace Your Excellence. And then Rosie Posey. <coughs> Excuse me. And then now I'm working on a novel called The Ethical Hacker. And... Writer's block, I know people are going to disagree, and that's perfectly okay. I, I, I feel writer's block is your higher self or your intuition telling you it's not ready to be born yet. Do something else. You're being nudged someplace else. If you're sitting down writing and, you're, and nothing comes and you, you're not in, quote, the zone or you don't feel the energy or whatever is your personal experience, because this is, you know, personal, Mm -hmm. it's not time to be born yet. It is still underwater, swimming to the surface, because think of yourself as a scuba diver with the mask and the tank and everything, swimming to the surface. It's it's a divine delay, not time to be born yet, and go do something else. Put it away for a while, and then All of a sudden, you wake up energized maybe at 2 in the morning. You grab your notebook, and you start scribbling keywords, and thoughts come. You write them down, and then there's that piece. So here's my example. If you go to um, my website, dianarangavas.com, and you look up Ethical Hacker, it'll take you to the Ethical Hacker website. Ethical Hacker has been in process for four years. The Ethical Hacker website has a chapter as a teaser, talks about the, um, the gist of the book, and it gives you part of the book. And I don't just sit down every, and, and there are people that do this, they'll sit down every day and write 3,000 words. Well, are they 3,000 good words or not? So for me, it's, I will sit down and write, or actually I'm in my backyard um, in the sun, either on the laptop or writing by hand, paper to pen, you know? Mm-hmm. And as they come piece by piece, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph, it's important to just, if you have it inside of you, don't procrastinate. When the urge is there, one word at a time builds one sentence at a time, and ten sentences build a paragraph. And then you might stop. And three days later, another paragraph. Think about when we wrote papers in school. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my version of um, writer's block because I don't want to put out junk. And we all know that there is a lot of unreadable stuff that people publish. Yes. And your name is associated with that. And your name is your brand. Right. And... That is your reputation, and where do you personally value that? So those are some questions, self-reflecting questions people need to ask. Don't rush 
You have a lifetime. Our average age is like, what, 80, 85 for women? Oh, no, you have 90. time. <laughs> 90? Okay, thank you. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's now 90. I'm like, that's what I hear people <laughs> say, oh, she passed that 80. I'm like, oh, I think that was still young, you guys. That's still young. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're living longer, which is amazing to see. It's really amazing. To mm-hmm. See. Mm-hmm. So um, what are some of the techniques you use to market your books? To market my books? Yes. I uh, create The first thing I did was create a website. And then um, after the website was up for a while, I hired you to rebrand it and clean it up and um, change the colors, etc. And I started a or when you did it I um, had you start a sign up sheet you know so people could sign up and get on a mailing list I joined uh, Facebook groups that seemed to uh, reflect what I needed to be in I published links every so often every so often I sent things out on LinkedIn and I did a giveaway all the standard things that people do just to kind of get the word out I have copies in my car, so if I'm at McDonald's and I see family with a little child, I'll gingerly go up and say, would you like a book? <laughs> I wrote this children's book, and I just give them a free copy. I'll sign it if they ask, and then I'll just say, if you feel inclined, please put a review on, on Amazon. And so you start getting reviews, and it's layer by layer, and you'll be nudged to do things for a while and then you stop and then you restart because it does take a lot of time and we do have other things um, we do have other things that we need uh, needs our attention that is so awesome that's a really good idea to have the books in the car and then just give them away to that is to families and then sign the car mm-hmm. I think that's a really good idea I didn't think about that I thought about some things <laughs> about that <laughs> there you awesome. go another thing for your checklist <laughs> I know right <laughs> that's awesome okay so what are some tips and motivation you can share for um, uh, to inspired authors writers out there um, who don't know where to start or getting started or want have um, you know a goal to write have things laid out to write you know the um, title and book ideas. Mm. What uh, advice would you give them? First, be flexible. You never know what's going to, which direction your path is going to take. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I want to write a book, I have a story in me to tell. Whether it's one book or a series, but you have to decide, you know, do you want to do a good job? Or do you want a quick and dirty job and then you, you know, it dies? You have to look at the kind of person you are. So do you procrastinate? Well, if you procrastinate, then you probably are procrastinating of more important things in your life. So you kind of look at that too. Is, is, do you have time to do this? So carry a little notebook with you. We all have our digital devices now, so you probably can have it on the digital. And when you get an idea or a story idea, you write it down. And then you stream those together to create a sentence, and then a sentence goes into a paragraph. 
Um, for me, I was trained with outlines. So I had different pieces in the outline going linearly from the beginning to the end of a story. There's the opening and then, then more in, in, uh, information and then the climax and then the closing. So you look at the arch, the story arch, and see where different pieces fit in. And it might just be a keyword that you're writing. And it's not like you're going to sit down and all this stuff's going to flow out. And then you're not going to look at it maybe for 24, 48 hours, and then you go back. So this is a process, not instead of working at your day job, this is a process that you do in addition to, I don't know what the correct word is, like a hobby, mm -hmm. until you become much more professional at it. I took jobs, writing jobs, just to get practice. Um, people wanted me to contribute to different websites. No pay. I wrote articles. I had feedback from editors. You have to start someplace. If you're in school, take an English class. Learn how to write. Do not go on Facebook or all these places, industries that have other people write for you your term paper. They're, you're learning this for you if this is where you want to go. There are so many industries that, that you pay someone and they'll write it. They'll ghostwrite it. So you have to have that in you to begin with. And never give up. I mean, just keep plugging away. And even if they're sitting in your room in volumes, you might print it out and share it with family. I had a lady who is a grandmother, and she wrote a book for her grandchildren. And she wrote it out by hand and did the illustrations and she just sent it to her grandchildren for the holidays. She's kept a copy and now she's looking at self-publishing it. So it's been almost six years. So you don't know where the project is going to go. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. So if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give yourself 10 years ago? Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> it will all work out. It will all work out. Don't worry. Don't spin. Don't spend the energy worrying or spinning or stressing or having anxiety. It will all work out the way it's supposed to. I agree completely. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> So um, tell us about, um, do you have a prom uh, promo, free giveaway? What are you giving our audience today? Wow. Um, if they've listened all the way through this, I guess they got a, a, a tenured professor's lecture, <laughs> a presentation. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Um, the only thing I, oh, okay, here. Go visit rosyposy.club. And sign up. I don't spam anybody, et cetera. You can always unsubscribe, and you'll get a free bookmark. You'll get a downloadable free bookmark that C.S. Dorsey loaded for me. <laughs> How does that sound? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So um, and before we wrap up, any last-minute advice you would like to give to our listeners out there? Um, visit rosyposy.club 
or dianarangavis.com. And if you have any questions, one-on-one, et cetera, just shoot me an email and I will respond. My direct email address is dianarangavis at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And everything, we will have everything in the notes as well, all the links um, so that others can um, get, for our listeners can um, reach out to you and contact you, have that posted in the uh, show notes as well. So um, That sounds great. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out to um, join me today on this episode. I'm so happy. I'm like, I definitely need to get her on here. <laughs> I'm like, you know. I'm we do go back a ways, don't we? <laughs> I know. But cause about two years now? <laughs> uh, easy, easy. Yeah, probably longer than that. <laughs> I think so. I think it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. And you're doing a great job for your listeners. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember to go to hellocsdorsey.com and sign up to receive the latest episodes, writing tips, and more. Until next time, keep on writing. Take care.